Welcome to the Sigma Dad Pod, where I take you on the journey of learning what it means to be a Sigma Dad. Being a Sigma Dad means being a trailblazer, means breaking the patterns before you, because you know what kind of dad you want to be, and you're showing up every single day to become that person. So if you're ready to be the best dad you could ever imagine, strap in, listen up, and let's do this. You should become a monster. And then he should learn how to control it. I absolutely love this quote from Jordan Peterson. been listening to uh, The Warrior Poet by John Lovell. And there's so many good things in real men in talking about being a real man. And part of being a real man is the capacity for violence, strength, you know, physical adeptness, the ability to do things that other people can't do. Um, I'm preparing for a powerlifting competition. I'm 178 days out. Uh, I did Olympic lifting in college and, and you know, shot put in high school. You know, I've always loved to compete. And I, I turned 31 and I realized that I've kind of lost that competitive drive. And it's caused me to slack in some areas that I'm really not okay slacking in. And so uh, I decided that, hey, I'm going to pull out that competitive drive again. I'm, I'm going to compete in powerlifting, you know, something that I've never done before, but I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at, um, you know, for my weight, I'm, I'm probably pretty decent. We'll see how it goes, but the capacity for violence, that strength, that raw brute power, uh, is something that I feel like every man needs to develop at least somewhat. Every man has his strengths and his skills. Maybe your intellect is stronger than your, you know, physical capacity or vice versa, but Either way, lean into your strengths. Uh, but the one thing I do want to talk about in this episode today is shoring up your weaknesses. Every single man has a weakness. And whether it's physical, mental, emotional, we all have weaknesses. I want to focus on the me- or physical weaknesses today because though we can do weight training to get strong, there's always going to be these little things that if we don't address, they're going to cause problems later on. And it's the little details that really make a huge difference. So I want to start with that. And to start, I want to tell a story. Um, when I was 16, I absolutely loved to snowboard. I started snowboarding when I was on fourth grade. Um, wish I could have started in third, but my mom told me I had to do a, a year of skiing to be able to snowboard. So I started snowboarding. Absolutely loved it. Uh, my uncle could do backflips on a snowboard and had some pretty good guys that I would go with. And I just wanted to be good. I wanted to be the best. And so started doing backflips off of jumps, not landing it, not landing it. Uh, you know, I did backflips off of is about a two foot jump the next week i come back it's like a three inch jump <laughs> i mean it goes downhill so i thought i'd be okay um but coming around to you know after doing the backflip going to land my edge catches and i roll face forward and the back my board hits me in the back of the head and i hear a crack and i lay there for a minute i'm like uh, am i okay am i okay thought i was okay got up continued to snowboard the next time i went out though um, I was so stiff. I could barely reach my binding to, to latch in and I didn't know what was going on, but come to find out that, you know, I injured my back pretty badly. I, I fractured a vertebrae. I had compressed discs. I had contusions or bruising in the bones in my back. Um, and I had happened to max out on back squat with a broken back, not knowing it. I'm sure that that made it much, much worse. Cause I collapsed after I did that. Um, and I was able to do 365 for five reps at 165 pounds. So pretty strong, but, um, definitely not worth the pain that would come over the next year or so. And that injury has always been a problem. It just, there's weakness in my low back. There's weakness in, you know, around that area. I did get a bunch of, you know, ozone injections, different, like whatever I could try. I just didn't want to have surgery, which was the only option the doctors gave me. 
but that weakness has still been there. And so um, one thing that I, I really like is, you know, I've been using the Juggernaut AI uh, program to get ready for this powerlifting meet. I used it for about a year before, um, and then I stopped. I just kind of went to more casual working out and realized that that wasn't good enough. So I came back to it. But one of the things that it does is it assesses your weak points. It asks where you're weak in each of the lifts, the bench squat and the deadlift. And for me, my low back is one of those weak points. And it knows because of the information I've given it. And so almost every single workout, I'm doing something for my hamstrings or my glutes or my low back. And it's brutal. Um, I feel like my low back's the strongest it's ever been. Um, but it's also hard to, to be humble and realize that because I'm so tired from each day's workout, I'm doing five days a week, that that weakness is just, it's getting stronger, but it makes lifts that are normally strong and weak because it's so tired. Um, so addressing your weaknesses physically, is what we're talking about. So there are a couple of things that I've found that have really, really helped me and they might make you look like a little bit of a weirdo, but <laughs> these are, these are huge. These are so essential. If you really want to have the strongest, most capable, most agile body possible. So number one, fix your feet. Uh, your feet are the foundation to everything. And one of the things that I found that really, really helps is not cramming your toes into shoes that aren't foot-shaped, quite honestly. Um, so there are barefoot shoes and things like that that are foot-shaped, which I do recommend. Uh, a couple of the brands that I do like are um, Splay uh, Shoes, uh, Belenka. There's a couple out there that are good. But I do like um, Paluva as well as Vibram Five Fingers. They both um, have toe slots, and so it separates your toes. I know that sounds weird. I get people call my shoes alien toes all the time. But the thing here is I care less about what other people think and more about how strong are my feet. Because if my feet are weak, I, what I noticed is I actually had to start wearing flat shoes with toes. You know, could wear without toes. But when, after I broke my back, because the pain was so bad in my low back, because what happens is when your heels are elevated, everything's out of whack. And so having those flat shoes made all the difference in the world. It really, really did. I, I don't think I, I would be in much worse shape if I hadn't have really dove in deep and figured out how to correct that pain in my low back. And if you have low back pain, get some zero drop shoes. It seriously can help, preferably shoe or foot shaped rather than just regular shaped, uh, extra wide, have toes, something to, to start to get that, I mean, strength back in your toes. I remember the first pair of toe shoes I got Oh, I think it was back in 2009, maybe. Uh, it's been a while. But my feet were sore for weeks and weeks because I, I hadn't moved my toes like that. I hadn't used them. I hadn't exercised them. I hadn't strengthened them. And I realized how weak, even though I could squat, bench, deadlift, clean, like I had big lifts, my foundation was weak. And so that, that hindered me. I could only do so much. And so strengthen the things that matter. Your toes need to be able to move to be strong. You, if you have a weak foundation, you can only get so strong. And, you know, when you get older, that's, I mean, people fall and break hips and that kills a lot of people. But part of that's because they don't have balance. They don't have the proprioception in their body and their, the feeling in their feet, the ability to control that balance with their toes and with, you know, the strength in their lower legs. So just because you can squat a lot doesn't mean you've taken care of the weaknesses, the small things. And that's definitely something that I would recommend. If you think that's weird and you don't want to go with toe shoes, start with being barefoot more often or wearing toe socks. I, I just ordered some in gingy toe socks. I absolutely love them. Help stretch out your toes a little bit, separate them, get some of that natural movement back. That is so, so important. Uh, it really, really is. 
So thing number two, address the weaknesses in your body. Um, when we're exercising, we tend to favor the muscles that we're strongest in. We like to, if you're good at benching, you like to bench. If you're good at squatting, you like to squat. If you're good at whatever it is, you usually favor that thing. Uh, I watched Alex Hermosi's uh, workout, and if you can't tell, I'm a big fan of him. He's he's done a lot of good. There's a few things in his uh, strategy that I think he can improve on YouTube because that's what I do, but I actually made a video uh, detailing that, and then months and months later, he actually implemented that. I doubt he ever saw it, but... I do like a lot of his philosophies and a lot of things that he talks about because it's so practical. And one of the things that he talked about in his workout program, um, he has a video if you want to go check it out on YouTube, but he starts with his weakest body parts first to make sure he has the most energy, the most strength, and the most attention on those muscles. So for him, that's his calves. And you might look at him and say, there's no way that his calves are his weakness. Well, that's because he's prioritized them every single day for a decade. What are your weaknesses? For me, it is my low back, and I have neglected it. And the program I'm doing now is not neglecting it, and I feel it. <laughs> it is, oh, it's rough. The other problem that I have, and I've always had this even before my broken back, is my, I, I round my shoulders forward. And, you know, I think part of that was studying on the computer for hours and hours a day when I was 12, you know, learning uh, lifting, nutrition, all the things that I was very interested in, just being obsessed over. And my coaches would always be like, roll your shoulders back. You need to work on your back. You need to work on your back, even into college. And when I was Olympic lifting um, at Lindenwood, my coach was like, your upper back is weak. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I've got a big, thick, strong back, and I do, but my shoulders roll forward because those small muscles are weak. And so how I'm addressing that is I've actually ordered a Donnie Thompson um, bow tie. It just, it's this little contraption that pulls your shoulders back and down and it sits there and it stretches your pecs and it stretches your shoulders and it gives you proper posture. It forces you. And so that's, and we'll see how that goes, but that's one of the other weaknesses. I don't think it's going to be fun to address it, but addressing and accepting that you have weaknesses is never going to be fun. So where are you weakest? And maybe some of you listening are like, ah, I really don't care about physical performance. And my message to you is you should, you don't have to be a bodybuilder. You don't have to be a power lifter. You don't have to be you know, Superman, but what you do need to do is be able to take care of yourself, be able to take care of your kids. If you can't carry your kids around, if you couldn't, you know, get all of your family out of your house when it's burning down, I guarantee you, you will regret that day for the rest of your life. Hopefully nothing like that ever happens to you. But if you aren't ready and you have to rely on another man to be able to do that for you, you are going to regret it. And I hope that pray that you don't wait for that day to make the changes you need to make make them now become strong now do the work now and hope and pray that that day never comes you know when people conceal carry weapons um you know i don't carry a gun but um, one of the things i do is you know carry a knife and i hope and pray i never have to use that people that conceal guns hope and pray that they never ever have to use it but if you find yourself on that one day in your life where you needed it and didn't have it, you might never need it again because you might not be around. But statistically speaking, you probably will never need it again and you weren't prepared. I'm not saying you need to carry weapons. I'm not, like, I'm not saying any of that. But if you don't prepare physically and be strong enough to be able to handle whatever life throws at you, you're going to regret it. And so... You know, make sure you're prepared. Make sure you're strong. Make sure you're capable. And the other thing here is improving your physical performance, improving your strength, really attacking these weaknesses gives you confidence in your business, in your work life, in 
your family life and just everything. And that confidence makes you more successful. When you are confident, better things come to you. It's amazing to see the changes that I've had by just being more confident in the things I'm doing, having more swagger, as my uh, mentor and business partner Evan would say. That changes everything. So this is an easy way to do that, is to, to attack these weaknesses, be stronger, be physical, look muscular. You don't have to look like a bodybuilder, but if someone looked at you, they should be like, oh, yeah, that guy could do some stuff. The other thing here, uh, side tangent, is that you don't have to look muscular to be strong. You know, some of the strongest people you'll ever meet are not people you'd look at and be like, oh, yeah, they look strong. Uh, my wife had a um, function where, uh, you know, all of her work came together and they were doing some, you know, tug of war and food and uh, just, you know, being on the beach, different things like that. And so, you know, I decided to join the tug of war and I'm a powerlifter. I'm strong. I've, well, you know, aspiring powerlifter anyway, they're a bunch of gym bros, like big muscle heads and they were all on a team. And so they had probably half of their team was that. And then the other half were, you know, smaller guys. I was on with a bunch of the girls and one or two smaller guys and the team with all the gym bros was like, Oh, we're going to smoke them. And we absolutely destroyed them because even though I don't look like I'm a big meathead, I'm very, very strong. And that's what you need. You just need the strength. You need the muscle. You don't have to look chiseled and big and broad, but I was able to show up and show up a bunch of guys that felt like they were the man. And the confidence that I got from that was great. And the clout that my wife got at work was totally worth the effort. It was totally worth showing up for that. I mean, just for fun, but showing up for her because she was treated differently because I was able to do something that nobody thought I could do. It, it was totally unrelated. Nothing I could ever planned or prepared for, but I was prepared and I showed up and it's, it makes a difference. It really does. How you show up makes a difference. So the last thing I want to talk about is addressing your weaknesses in your diet. Now, this is one that people don't like to talk about. We, we get emotional, we get religious, we get whatever you want to call dogmatic about what we eat or don't eat. And honestly, our diets in America sucks. It really, really does. Even if you're trying to do you know, good or well or eat healthy. I had a degree. I won't have a degree in nutrition and the things that I learned, a lot of them were wrong. A lot of them just were straight up harmful. The soil we have now is depleted. The, I mean, fruits, vegetables, anything you eat, meat is not as healthy as it was 50 years ago. Like we are spraying so much stuff on it. Like that's just a big, big problem. So Number one, make sure you're eating a lot of good, healthy, fatty meat. And usually that means red meat because fatty chicken and pork can have a lot of stuff in it that's not great unless it's really raised right, which is incredibly hard to find. If you can find good pasture-raised pork, go for it. But I've seen a couple of videos with microplastics in pork fat and pork <laughs> meat, and it's just disgusting. It, it appalls me. I still eat pork, still eat chicken, but ruminant animals. So red meat is so much better at getting rid of a lot of that stuff. And usually they're fed on grass for most of their life. If they're grain finished, you know, what you're finding at like Costco, it's still so much better than the pork or chicken. If you can get grass fed, grass finished beef, that's the best, but make 80 to 90% of your diet, good fatty red meat. You will feel so much better. I have felt incredible since I've started eating the way I do. i I would consider myself carnivore adjacent. I still eat some plants, but it's 80 to 90% of my calories are coming from meat, and most of that's red meat. 
The other thing is supplement. Now, don't go crazy with this. Too many of us are like, oh, all the supplements. I need whey protein. I need creatine. I need, like, uh, the, the list can be long. And those are just basics. Like, people get really crazy. A couple of supplements, because I've been taking supplements since I was 12 years old. So the past 17 years, I, I have some experience in this, and I, I really like to test and find what works. There's a couple of things that I've found that are actually worth it, and most things really, really aren't worth it. So number one, you don't need whey protein or protein shakes. If you're eating enough red meat, you're just fine. Like get one gram per pound of body weight. If you have a need for it, if you really can't eat, you can't pack a bag of jerky, you can't you know, get the, the nutrition that you need, a shake can work, but it's it, I've never seen it be as good as red meat because red meat has so many other things in it. My favorite, so if you're traveling, if you are you know trying to you know are on the go basically, when I sit in the car and I'm picking up my kids, not every Costco has this, but um, Snake River Farms makes a Wagyu jerky and it has 10 grams of fat per serving, it has seven six or seven grams of protein, and it's just phenomenal. So you want that amount of fat. Most jerky is really really lean. And it's not going to give you the fat that you need. You need more fat than you're getting. I guarantee it. It's amazing. $15 for a bag. It's like a pound or a pound and a half worth of, you know, fresh steak dried up. I think it's like a 10 ounce bag. Anyway, amazing. The best on the go snack meal I've ever been able to find for how portable it is, how good it is. Just phenomenal. There's things like that. Just get more red meat. It, you need it. But the supplements here... There's a few things that you do need. We don't need the whey protein shakes. Uh, beef protein isolate, I, I like. It's, again, not a need. Creatine's only a need if you're not eating enough red meat. There's enough creatine in red meat if you eat one gram per pound of protein or one gram of protein per pound of body weight that you don't, you don't need to supplement with creatine. There's no need because you're getting sufficient amounts. If you're eating eggs, egg whites, like chicken, things like that, yeah, you need to supplement with creatine because you're not getting it because you're not eating red meat. But otherwise, you really don't need it. You just need to eat more red meat. Uh, Pre-workouts, they can work. They're great. Um, if you get a good one, I feel like way too many companies look at the minimum effective dose, and that's how they put the amount of ingredients that they get in there. One company that I love because they look at the maximum effective dose is uh, Gorilla Mines, and some their flavors aren't the best um you know bucked up it has, probably has the best flavors but the you know it's an okay um formula but gorilla mines really really pushes the envelope so I, I love their products that's what i use now do i need it no absolutely not but if you want a pre-workout that's a good one uh, but what you really do need is to make sure you get your vitamins and minerals and i know this sounds boring but it's not. And do not take a multivitamin. That is one of the worst things that you can do. You need a few select vitamins and a few select minerals. Um, I'm pretty sold on this. Uh, Dave Asprey's gone over this many, many, many times. Finally decided to try it. And magically, I'm recovering better. I'm sleeping better. Like just everything is so much better. Um, so vitamins A, D, K, and E are important. Um, Subgrade Labs has one that I love. Um, vitamin Dake is how you know, Dave Asprey likes to say it. So go to vitamindake.com and you can get the same stuff that I use there. Minerals 101. So we need macro minerals. The problem is the grass that the cows are eating doesn't have the minerals like it used to. The plants that you're eating, if you're eating plants, don't have the minerals that they used to. And even if they do have some, there's anti-nutrients in plants to keep you from absorbing them. So there's just a lot of things wrong with what we have now. And we, 
if you can get all of your vitamins and minerals from nature, if you can spend 20, 30 minutes a day outside barefoot and you can like all of these things that our world doesn't allow us to do or doesn't make easy, you don't need a supplement. But every single person, I really do believe at least at this point that you need those fat soluble vitamins. You're going to get some from red meat, not enough, but you know, much better than if you're not eating it. And then the minerals, which again, red meat will give you a good amount of those. If you're eating liver, if you're eating heart, if you're eating other organs like that, you can get a good amount of these, but probably not enough um, on a daily basis anyway. So I do recommend those, those two, I would say they're only really essentials that you need, uh, but sure up your deficiencies in your vitamins and minerals and everything else is going to work well. There are some other things that I take, but if I were to say, Hey, you can have two, three, four, five supplements and never change them. The vitamins and minerals be the top two, one and two. I, I wouldn't give those up because they have made such a difference. Um, the other ones probably be a pre-workout because I, I just like them. I've grown up for the past 17 years taking pre-workout, so it's kind of ingrained in me. Um, after that, I do like glutathione. Um, that helps with kind of detoxifying the brain. I feel like I get a mental edge when I take it, when I forget, kind of just have some problems. Um, and then calcium deglucrate, if you want another one, that one helps keep your testosterone high. So um, it's not a huge effect, but if your body's having trouble getting rid of and filtering out or not converting estrogen into testosterone, it can help. So that's just kind of a just in case. Um, you don't need supplements, though. You, there's a couple that you need. If you have weaknesses, if you go get a blood test, sure up those weaknesses. But don't think that supplements, which are the last 10%, are going to make up for not getting sleep. Maybe your weakness is sleep. Maybe you're only getting five hours a night. You need six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like some of us need to catch up. When I first got my CPAP, I had to catch up for over a year. And I had been living a decade worth of life with sleep deprivation. And when I first got my CPAP, I went from sleeping five and a half hours a night to eight, nine, ten. And I was still tired because my body's like, oh, finally, we're getting oxygen to our brain while we sleep so we can heal, we can grow, we can get back to normal. So that was a weakness that I had to address. Figure out what your weaknesses are. Address them. And it's it's good to take care of yourself physically. You don't want to live a fast life and leave your family behind and not be around for some of the best moments that you could have. I have way too many family members. In fact, the average age for someone to die that's a male in my family is like mid to late 40s. And only because we have a couple of people that are 60s and 70s that are made it there or still living. Most of them are late thirties, early forties that aren't doing, I mean, they're, they're gone. So this hits me hard. I, I, I hope you don't have that similar situation where it's hitting you hard for that reason, but just take 10 seconds. Imagine that you've got five years left if you don't change what you're doing and get the motivation to change what you're doing. Go out there, get strong, become a monster, become capable of violence and then learn how to control it. Be the man that your family needs, and be a man that you can be proud of. When those moments come up that you can't plan for, you can't expect, you have no idea when they're gonna show up, that you can show up and be the man, and the man that brings you honor, brings your family honor, brings your wife accolades at work, <laughs> because you were able to show up and be the, the strong man. So go out there, get it. I'll see you in the next one. I hope you've gotten value out of the show today. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would share the show with a friend. Podcasts are notoriously hard to grow and word of mouth is actually the way that they grow the fastest. So if you could take a second and text this to a friend or family member, someone who needs this, I would really appreciate it.